Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, Thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. It will be focused on the study of Deuteronomy chapter 7. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love to see that you elected the Israelites to be a holy people unto you, that they might be an example unto all the other nations. Even in this day, you've elected a bride, Lord, to carry the torch of your word and to represent you in the fullness of you being the same yesterday, today, and forever. Help us, Father, to be worthy representatives and diligent representatives of your word. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Chapter 7 When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them, and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and destroy thee suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars, and break down their images, and cut down their groves, and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen, from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments, and the statutes, and the judgments, which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments, and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he sware unto thy fathers. And he will love thee, and bless thee, and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb, and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, and thy wine, and thine oil, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep, in the land which he sware unto thy fathers to give thee. 
Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. And thou shalt consume all the people which the Lord thy God shall deliver thee. Thine eye shall have no pity upon them, neither shalt thou serve their gods, for that will be a snare unto thee. If thou shalt say in thine heart, These nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shalt well remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all Egypt, the great temptations which thine eyes saw, and the signs, and the wonders, and the mighty hand, and the stretched out arm whereby the Lord thy God brought thee out, so shall the Lord thy God do unto all the people of whom thou art afraid. Moreover, the Lord thy God will send the hornet among them, until they that are left and hide themselves from thee be destroyed. Thou shalt not be affrighted at them, for the Lord thy God is among you, a mighty God and terrible. And the Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. But the Lord thy God shall deliver them unto thee, and shall destroy them with a mighty destruction until they be destroyed. And he shall deliver their kings into thine hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham that is titled, God Talked to Moses. This was preached in 1953 on August the 31st. We'll begin at paragraph 38 up to paragraph 68. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now I want you to notice. He said, Now, if thou will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I'll be an enemy to thy enemies and an adversary to thy adversaries. Listen close now. For my angels shall go before thee and bring thee unto the Amorites, Hadonites, Persianites, Canaanites, Havites, Jupites, and I will cut them off. Now, could you imagine, God said, there's a land over there that's flowing with milk and honey, and I'll give it to you. It's yours. But now, before you get into it, you've got to cut down all the Havites and Jubanites and, and all these other different Nites before you got to it. Now, that was strange, wasn't it? Now, the people today, that's the same thing. God has given you a promise of divine healing. He's given you a promise of divine health. He's given you all these promises, but you're afraid to face the enemy that's trying to buck you off from it. That's exactly the right. God said, don't you even bow down to him. Look here. And thou shalt not bow down to their gods, neither serve them, or do after their works. 
but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Look here. There's a promise out there of divine healing. There's a promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Before you ever get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you may have to cut through the Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterian, the Christian science and everything else. But if you're ready to go get it, it's out there for you. God promised it and sent it to you. Amen. Look, I'll give it to you. The land's over there. But before you get there, you've got to fight. That's what's the matter with people today. They're straight afraid to stand and fight. What we need is, I must fight if I should reign, increase my courage, Lord. Must I be carried home to heaven on a flower bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? No, I must fight if I must reign. That's right. Oh, we're so wishy-washy, boneless and helpless, spineless as worms. I think of old Buddy Robinson. He got out of a cornfield. He said, Lord, if you don't give me the Holy Ghost, when you come back to earth, you're going to find a pile of bones laying here. If we ever get that sincere, something's going to happen. He said, Lord, give me plenty of knowledge and the Gabriel into my soul. Let me fight the devil as long as he's got a tooth in my mouth and gum him till I die. And that's what he did. God, help me, help you to have courage and stand out there. God said it so others are getting it. Let's us go get it. It's ours. God promised to us. What do you say? But look here. What will my church say? What will my pastor say? What will this say? What will my mama say? What will this say? No matter what they say. God said utterly to destroy the thing. Amen. Hallelujah. What we need today, you're a baby and sissy around with a whole lot of things you ought to be destroying. Well, I'm afraid to testify of healing because when mama takes me down, the pastor will say, well, now if he goes starting that stuff around here, we'll put him out of the church. You know what God said? Destroy that thing. Get it out of your mind. Get it out of your way. Amen. Don't think I'm excited. I know where I am. Look. I'm just feeling good. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you, my brother, I know what I'm speaking of. I've had experience. And a lot of people try to whine around. Well, if I kind of baby just a little bit while the neighbors will kind of, well, poor Mrs. So-and-so, I guess she's down at the healing service, but I know she's still, yes, ma'am. Oh, destroy that thing. Pick up that little old juvenile baby. Say, he's so cute. He grins so little, uh, so sweet. He's a little uh, Habite baby. I just tell you, the Bible said destroy that fella. Not pet him and baby him. He'll raise up and be just like his daddy. And the first thing you know, you go to pet your sickness around and pet your little petties around and things like that because your neighbor don't believe in healing and your neighbor don't believe in the Holy Ghost. Destroy the thing. Let's go over and take the land. Hallelujah. God said it's ours. If he said it's ours, it belongs to us. The promises are to you and to your children and your children's children. As many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. That's what's the matter of the church tonight. We got a wishbone instead of a backbone. What we need is something in there that'll stand you up. Amen. Amen. Every man that ever mounted to a hill of beans had to fight for what he got. God, don't give it to you on a silver platter. He said, there's the promised land. She's flowing the milk and honey. But before you get there, you're going to go through all these Habites and Canaanites and everything. But don't you bow to one of them. You destroy the things as you come to them. Stop building a fire on the enemy's altar. <laughs> Amen. 
Wish I was twice my size right now. Maybe I feel twice as good. Let me tell you, brother, I'd almost have to be to feel it. Listen. That's right. We want to utterly destroy. There's divine healing. But the first thing you know, Miss Jones don't believe in it. Well, set Miss Jones to one side. The pastor don't believe in it. Set the pastor to one side. That's right. Destroy those things. The doctor says the days of miracles is past. I believe in doctors. I find more believing doctors than I find believing preachers. That's right. More doctors believe in divine healing. But there is some of them. They got some quacks. We got them on both sides. (laughs) That's true. But let me tell you. That preacher or doctor or whoever it is that don't believe that Almighty God can do all things, set it aside. God is Almighty. We're Christians. We believe the truth of God and we must stand for the truth of God and we must live the truth of God. And every promise is ours that God gives to us. Let's go get it. Amen. Amen. Some of them say, well, you know, Mama belonged to this church a long time ago. Get rid of that thing. But don't take God's word for it. Crucify the thing. Turn the altar upside down. Let's worship God. No matter. I always say it's so cute. They got this big fine. I don't care what they've got. If it don't compare with God's word, get rid of the thing. We're on a road. Hallelujah. Glory. Holy Ghost is moving on. Signs and wonders are following. Demonstrations and powers of God. Healings. That's me. That's what I like. Amen. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. Amen. No bondage, no free in the liberty where Christ has made you free. That's right. Knock that little Havanite out. Little old Jubite, take that little old Canaanite and kick him away. Don't let him live. Kill him. God said kill him. Destroy him. Not just my dear little friend. I'll be back to see you again as soon as this revival's over. Oh my. Don't ever do that. If you do, you'll never get the promised land. Brother, take out the sword of God and go to fighting. Wish I had a long time to stay on that. I got some more thoughts moving up there, but I want to get down here where he gets them into the land. Hey, Amen. Let's read a little farther. Don't bow down to them. Don't serve them. Destroy their images. You shall serve the Lord, your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness out of the midst of thee. Hallelujah. God said that. If God said that in the type of the journey, how much more is he in the actual journey? If a bright serpent would take the sickness out of the midst, what will Jesus Christ do? And Jesus said as the same reason, a compound reason. Moses lifted up the bright serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man. They were sinned against God and against Moses, and they were sick because they did it. And the ant of the type taking away sickness, what will the ant of type do? If a brass serpent did, what will Jesus Christ do? He said, as the Son of Man, as Moses lifted up the brass serpent, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, I'll bless thy bread and water. Oh my, that's all right, bread and water. Boy, that would sure hurt our American prestige, wouldn't it? It sure would have used down with bread and water. I heard a Finnish sister today singing a song. She works for her share translating the letters from Finland here in Chicago. And she said, a little song, she said a man in Finland came down with a little salt and some bread and he and a, a horse trough to drink from. And he lifted up his eyes and gave thanks to God for the bread and salt and the horse trough to drink from. 
And we rake out enough food in the garbage can every Sunday afternoon to feed the people. Oh, we're really... I think about feeding like that about when the Hebrew children was down in the fiery furnace. Or when they first went out into the Babylon. You know, God looked, looked down and seen he had a man down there he could trust by the name of Daniel. He had three more, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So he knew he could trust them. So the, he told them not to, how, what the, the laws they must do while they were down there. And Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. That's just exactly when you say you're going to do anything, go to accept your healing or you go to accept your, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when the devil flies on you with all four feet. <laughs> that's right. When he got down there, he said what he was going to do. The king come around seeing this excellent spirit in Daniel. So he said, now you put them fellows over there and feed them. I guess the doctor come along and said, now look, they need plenty of vitamins. So I tell you, you got to give them some wine and some hard drinks and some uh, fattening things, a whole lot of calories in it, a lot of meat and a lot of stuff. The king said, I'll feed them off my own table. But when they come down to old Daniel, hey man. <laughs> they met somebody there that loved the Lord. Yeah. The guy come in audience and said, now look here. Said, here's a dish. The king sat down and said, just look how it looks. A great big gobbler full of whiskey sitting on it. Said, now the king wants you to be happy, so he's just going to give you some of this now. Keep you stimulated up. He said, I, I just won't drink it. <laughs> oh, he said, I'm afraid for my own life and yours. Said, I'll tell you what you do. Said, you just give me puffs for 10 days and then look me over. <laughs> Amen. Otherwise, a little linen, linen. Some corn pone or whatever you want to call it. Just give me a little of it for 10 days and then examine me against the rest of them. Brother, I'd rather have a little bit and be in the kingdom of God and doing what God wants me to do and have a whole lot and be away from the kingdom of God. I'd rather take my way with a bunch of little holy rollers and live in the presence of God than to belong to the biggest church in Chicago and be out of the kingdom of God. Amen. What's the matter with me tonight anyhow? Yeah. Let me tell you, my brother, what we need today is a good old time St. Paul's revival in the Bible, Holy Ghost, back in the church again. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They fed him this stuff for 10 days. Little old pot of peas or whatever what it was. Nothing in it at all to make you fat. First thing you know, they brought Daniel up. The rest of them, they looked all the boys over. When they brought old brother Daniel up, my. His cheeks as rosy, as just round and fat as he could be. <laughs> Hallelujah! But say, I believe every time they set that little pot of peas down before Daniel, that God just reached over and got the vitamin bottle and poured the whole thing into him. Amen! Hallelujah! He's still got him in glory tonight. If you'll keep his commandments, do his will, follow after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and seek to serve God. Amen. Oh, I feel good. Look, brother, God just fed Daniel with some kind of a vitamin, but I can see him standing there just as round and fat as he could be. I can hear one of them say, say, that guy hasn't had too much to eat. I just give him a corn pone every morning. That's all he had. But God said, here, I'll bless your bread and water. I'd rather live for God and have bread and water than live for the devil and have fried chicken and ice cream three times a day, wouldn't you? Sure. Yes, sir. Daniel was just as fat and round as he could be, you know, his cheeks just as rosy. He walked up there and said, yes, sir. Your honor, sir. Here I am. <laughs> Looked him over and said, my, he's done out and growed his clothes nearly. Eating a porn, corn pone every morning. My, how God will bless. Listen, brother. 
Don't desire the big things of this world, but be satisfied with what God's given you. The only thing to be is be sure you're in the will of God. I see the other three. Let's see what their tests come one time. Let's go to burn them up one morning because they wouldn't drink the king's wine and bow down to his images. Let's take a little look at that for a few minutes. I see it in Babylon. It's getting up in the daytime. Old king had said anybody that won't bow to that image will be thrown in the fiery furnace. His head hotter than the gospel tabernacle in Chicago. All right. It said it'd be seven times hotter than it's ever been hit. Ever who won't bow to that image. Well, these boys turned their back on him. Or he said, I'm going to throw him in the fiery furnace. I can look down at Babylon that morning. Amen. I can look. I can see the whole sky red. The king Nebuchadnezzar had himself a seat sitting out there. He knows it was. His legs crossed. Said, bring out them holy rollers. <laughs> we'll burn that religion out of them. Brother, you can't make fire fight fire. The Holy Ghost is fire itself. That's right. Said, bring them out. And we'll burn that religion out of them. We'll make them bow down. I can hear Shadrach, the Meshach, the Abednego starting up that gang plank there, going to drop off into the furnace. I hear Shadrach say, Brother Abednego, yes, Shadrach, you sure you prayed through? Yes, I'm sure it's all right. Yeah, that's the victory. All right. He said, hey, you want to take it back? He said, our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. But nevertheless, if you don't do it, we'll not bow down to your image. Amen. I'll not bow to your image. They walked a few feet farther. My, looked like God was unconcerned about it. I can see the man with the spears. The intense heat was just about to get them. It's about to suffocate. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, kind of fainty like, walking on up, hands tied behind him, going out into the fiery furnace, taking the last step of the way. I can see him now where they're just about, let's dramatize this a little. I can see him where they're just about one step from going into the fiery furnace. The only person gets in a hurry is you and I. God takes his time. As long as he's promised it, that's good enough. All right, I see him right up there, almost ready to step in the fiery furnace. And look, it looks pretty bad for believers there. There the old king sat and said, well, we'll stop them holy rollers around here now. We got her all under the situation control now. As soon as they hit that fiery furnace, the rest of these guys will see that. They'll know where I'm boss around here. But brother, there's another boss sets up out in heaven who knows all things. Let's turn our face towards him now and see what he's doing. You know, all the time there's anything going on down here, there's something going on up there too. Did you know that? Let's look. I can see him sitting on his throne. My great robes hanging around him. I look coming up to his right. Here comes an angel. You believe his angels in heaven? There's a great fellow come there with his sword drawn. His name is Gabriel. He stood up before the master, bowed his head, said, Master, I've tried to obey you ever since you created me. But have you looked down in Babylon this morning? We got three believers down there that absolutely are true, genuine believers, and they're fixing to burn them up. Let me go down there. I'll change that scene. I believe he could have done it. (laughs) Yes, sir. I can hear the master say, Gabriel... You're true. You've been a real angel. You've done everything I told you to do since I created you. But put that sword back in the sheath. I can't let you go. Hey, Gabriel, sheathed this sword, stood attention at his side. Here comes another angel. What's his name? Is that Wormwood? 
He's got control over all the waters. He falls down before the master. He says, Master, have you looked down in Babylon? They're fixing to burn up three believers down there this morning. That's holding true to God's word. Look at them. Well, I'll tell you, if you just let me go like you did when I give me the power to destroy the Andalusian world, I broke up all the springs of the deep and I sent a flood that destroyed the whole world. Woodworm in heaven, you'll ask control of the waters. He said, I'll go down there this morning and I'll wash babbling off the face of the earth. I believe he could have done it. Amen. I sure do. I hear him say, Woodworm, you're a good angel. You've obeyed me ever since I created you, but I can't let you go. But he said, Lord, have you considered? Yes. I've been watching him all night long. Amen. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Amen. Yes. I've watched him all night long. I heard him in the prayer meeting last night. I heard him when they prayed to and they struck heaven here with their prayers. I'm watching him. I know they got one more step to go. I've been watching them all night long. I can't let you go because it's a man-sized job. I'm going myself. Amen. Hallelujah. I can see him rise from his throne. His priestly garments drop around him. Walk out here to the edge of his big throne. Walks out here. Over in there stands a big white thunderhead. I can hear him say, come here, east wind, west wind, north and south. Amen. Everything obeys him. Say, get out of that thunderhead down there and ride upside of my throne here. I see those winds get out of that thunderhead. Big cloud of come warring over for the throne. He steps off on there, reaches up, gets a hold of zigzag lightning, and cracks her. And winds are like horses. Brother, he was on his road down when they made their last step. When he passed by the sea of life, he pulled off a palm down there. By the time they took their last step into the fiery furnace, there was a fourth man in there, one like the Son of God, panting away. He was like that. faithful you quit your doubting give over give up let God he said I'll not give you the land in one year for if I give the whole thing to you in a year the wild beasts will come in and consume you but little by little as you're able I will give you the land amen little by little just as you kill out this bunch of Amorites I'll let you move in and take over if you kill out this bunch of Hadites, I'll let you move in and take over. Somebody said, well, I got, I was prayed for last night. I had a crippled hand. The only thing I can do is wiggle my finger. That's as all the farther you spread out. <laughs> Brother, well, if you'll spread farther, you'll move your arm. As you spread in your faith, God will let you take over the territory. It's yours. God promise you your health again. Hallelujah. I feel good. Spread me out. Amen. Amen. Footsteps is, is victory. You told Joshua everywhere the foot sold you your foot trot, I'll give it to you. Footsteps was, was victory, brother. I tell you today, let's trot on the lands that God give to us. Divine healing, powers of God, everything. Coming into Christ is like going down to the big arcade down here. Going into a variety store. Just thinking a variety store size of this tabernacle. Yes, sir. I look all around. There's everything in here. The shelves are all full of nice, pretty things. And everything that I like, they're all mine. I belong to, Every one of them belongs to me. I can go over and take what I want to. And Christ is our variety store. 
By one spirit, we're all baptized into one big variety store. <laughs> Amen. Anything you have need of, he'll supply it. If I need healing, I'll take it. If I need joy, I'll take it. If I need victory, I'll take it. It's all hanging around at God's big variety store. And I am possession and you have possession of everything in that variety store when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Brother, you talk about elbow room. <laughs> Let's take over. If you need healing, there it is sitting there for you. Just reach over and get it. You might have to kick over a few things here to get to it. Push through a few things, get to it. Go ahead and take it. Might have to get a ladder, reach up part. But God's got a ladder there if you're interested in getting it. Yeah. Amen. Oh, my, give me oil in my lamp. Oil in my lamp. Oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me shining in the camp until the break of day. Amen. Yes, sir. Fill me with oil, Lord. Light me up with the gospel. Let me show light. Let every person in here tonight who believes God will, God has, God's give us the promise. Now he said, I'll take care of you. Come through till you get to the promised land. God promised to heal our sickness and give us the Holy Ghost. Give us happiness. Give us peace of mind and everything until we cross the Jordan and are to enter into the great eternal glories of God. Hallelujah. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your election. We think back when you carried your children of Israel, you told them that you carried them on eagles' wings and brought them unto yourself. Father, we see that with your bride, you've carried her on eagles' wings and have brought her unto yourself. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to partake of your word and to be your representatives in the highest degree possible and the highest truth that is present today. Father, help us to be found worthy of this gospel for your word tells us how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation. Be with us for the rest of the day. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Choose. 